Hi, and welcome back to Derek the Douche's podcast. This is actually episode 11, Pandemics. So, I was actually going back and looking at some of the podcasts, going over them, and as I count my episodes, I'm like trying to determine you know, how many episodes do I want to do in a season, um, how many seasons, well, obviously I just want to keep doing seasons, so that part of the question was negligent, but I'm trying to figure out how many episodes per season, I'm thinking 50, I'm not sure. Um, but I, I was going to look at them. I'm like, all right, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve. I was like, wait a minute. There's something missing. <laughs> I think it's an 11. I think I'm missing episode 11, guys. So this is going to be episode 11. Now, later today, I'm going to be picking up my buddy, Joey Billington. As you guys well know, um, he is part of the podcast. Um, he's also a very busy guy, so he's not always able to be a part of the podcast. He has a lot of things going on in his own life, um, as we all do. And, um, it's not expected for him to drop everything to come do this. So we will be hearing from Joe later today, guys, which is awesome. And I look forward to it. Uh, but today I kind of wanted to talk about the, the pandemic again. Now, a lot of things are starting to come out and a lot of people are starting to realize that some of the things I said weren't wrong. Um... Something like the amount of money hospitals are getting uh, for COVID deaths it came out to be $13,000. And um, they, we also have found out recently um, through many articles that I've read, um, many comments from uh, strangers um, that you usually you can kind of tell when you can take someone at their word. You can kind of tell when someone has an agenda to push. Like you can read their comments and tell. Uh, you should sometimes be able to tell like, if they're bullshitting you. Now, a lot of comments that I read actually were kind of kind of scary. A lot of them were from first-hand accounts from random people all around the world. So you have an account um, where a guy brings in his grandmother, and his grandmother, while in the hospital, slips, falls, hits her head. Uh, apparently, there was some internal bleeding in her brain, uh, which is understandable, when, especially when you're an, uh, an old lady. Or man, doesn't matter what sex you are. Just once you're older, you're more susceptible to damage. Um, so anyway, so this person, you know, gets a brain injury, uh, ends up bleeding inside of her brain and uh, hemorrhaging and dying. So she passes away. Now the son that brought her in there goes there, say, a couple of days later. I think the next day actually, because that's just a normal thing to do to check on her. He's told she passed away. Um, now this kid is now infuriated, which is understandable. Um, he asks to, you know, how did she die, this, that, the other. Uh, apparently, on the death certificate, they write up COVID-19. Now, this individual knows that's not what she was in there for. He knows that she didn't have any of these symptoms. So he knows something's up. So I guess apparently he gets in a big fight, not physically, but almost, and they end up having to restrain him, get him out of there. Uh, he's not in trouble. But the point is, is he brought his grandmother in, uh, into a hospital that he felt safe, into a hospital where he thought everything's going to be okay now, Grandma, and maybe even convinced his grandmother that that she needed to go there because usually when you get older, you're just kind of stubborn. You don't want to go to the hospital. So he might, might even feel responsible for this. So on top of the grandmother dying um, from a slip and fall injury, she's labeled as a COVID death. Not only do they not do the autopsy, the son, or the grandson, rather, can't come in and see them, see her. Uh, that's a problem right there. I mean, this is ridiculous. A lot of studies are showing 
that hospitals across the United States are only 30 to 40% occupied and that people are being turned away because they don't have COVID symptoms. And again, doctors and surgeons are being almost forced or strong-armed into signing death certificates um, and labeling them COVID-19 and not doing anything about it to get them labeled otherwise. As I say that, I realize I'm not exactly sure who signs the um, the death certificate, so I could be wrong on that. But there has been a lot of there has been a lot of articles that I've read that state surgeons slash doctors have a say in uh, what goes on a death certificate. So I will do a little bit more research on that and get back to you because I want to be kind of sure on that. I don't want to just throw that out there as fact and say that's fact and then someone come back and be like, no, actually they don't do the death certificates, you dummy. But from what I've been reading, they have a hand in it, and they kind of do do them. Um, because they're not doing autopsies right now. So I, I would imagine the guy who performs the autopsy is the one who signs a death certificate and tells you the, the you know, the death, uh, cause of death. That's what I would think. But from right now, from what I'm reading, it's a mix of just like surgeons, doctors who sign the, um, the death certificate about, who sign a death certificate and tell you what the uh, cause of death was. So... And that's not even, like, the only story I read. I've read stories where people literally just drop their uh, their family members off and and some of them pass away or some of them end up getting this COVID-19 disease. But either way, it's all the same story. These people that were going in there, they weren't going in there with COVID uh, symptoms. They were just going in there because they were sick. I mean, I had to bring a relative into the hospital not only maybe on, like, last Thursday and... Uh, their whole thing was they can't be here unless they have COVID because that hospital would receive money for every single patient um, that has COVID that is there. And since this person in my family didn't have COVID, they only kept them long enough to stabilize their condition and send them out. Um, I mean, that's fucked up because it just shows you that nobody cares about anybody but the bottom line, but about, about the bottom dollar. <laughs> So my 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 friend could possibly pass away or could have passed away, not due to the fact that they wanted help or drugs. It wasn't a drug-related thing, but they needed uh, medical attention, and they couldn't even get proper medical attention because they were so focused on, oh, is this person have COVID? And if this person doesn't have COVID and we can't profit off them, then we need to shoot them out the door as fast as possible. Again, hospitals are only 30 to 40% occupied right now. Everybody inside the hospitals right now are being called COVID patients. That means every single person inside that hospital is also looked at as a check. So there's a bottom line dollar amount value posted to every single person without them realizing it. Which is a big problem. It's a very big problem. I'm out in public. Um, and Yeah, you know, honestly, I'm not wearing a mask. I'm not wearing a mask because half of the masks don't even make sense. You have open holes from the sides of your mask and then when the mask goes over your nose it creates space between your cheek and your nose right so that the space on the top by your nose and the space on the side by your cheeks and the space underneath where your chin is um so you're gonna tell me that this covid quote-unquote virus isn't gonna find a way into those openings i find that kind of silly at the same time that they uh at the same time that they open everything back up to the public, they also, on the same day, make it mandatory that everybody has to wear a mask. 
which it contradicts itself because if you're trying to um, combat this disease and you're trying to curve the numbers, you wouldn't open everything up on the same day that you require everybody to wear a mask. What you would have done was required everybody to wear a mask from day one, not from day 91, all right? So day one required the mask. Day one also shut down every non-essential business until we figured this thing out. What we did instead was we shut down random businesses, not even ones that are essential, because I'm sorry, Burger King's not essential. Uh, Dunkin' Donuts is not essential. Um, Family Dollar is not essential. You know, things like this aren't essential. Gas stations can be essential because you need gas to get to and from work and to travel. Uh, certain um, food food places can be considered essential, but I'm sorry, I don't think, like, all fast food places are essential. Um, and then you have, quote-unquote, essential workers. I mean, what, what do you consider essential? I mean, do you consider the guy who delivers the goods in the tractor essential? Because technically without him, they would just sit in the warehouse. Or do you consider the, the warehouse workers essential? Because without the warehouse workers, nobody's making the product to, go, to, to get put on the shelves or making the product for the drivers to pick up and go drop off to put on the shelves. So this word essential it has a very wide meaning. And the fact that they can put that meaning onto whatever they want or, or to whatever they so choose or, or want to do or just say is essential that benefits their narrative and, and their backstory and their reasoning. And it sounds kind of silly. I mean, think about it. These masks, they're not protecting you from anything. They're, they're avoiding you from spreading it if you have it. Yes. But the wind blows in every single direction. It's not always just one direction. I mean, yeah, sometimes the wind blows north, northeast, south, southeast. It bullshit like that. But my general meaning of that is when you breathe into the air, the wind's blowing. Whether you're six feet apart, seven feet apart, eight feet apart or not, if the virus is in the air and you're in the area and you breathe it in, you will get it. That's fine and that's understandable. And you will get it with these masks on because it actually sits. The virus, it actually sits wherever it lands. So if it lands on the mask, right, the virus, we'll call it like the particles of the virus. If that, if the particles of the virus land on the mask, it sits there. It takes hours and hours for it to die. It doesn't just die. So then not only that, you say you don't throw that mask away and you just bring it to the house, you reuse it. You just brought the corona into your house. It's just my kind of my point of how none of this makes sense. You should not need to wear a mask. It's not going to do a thing. And Unless the mask has a vacuum seal, which meaning when you breathe in, you see the mask suck in. And when you breathe out, you see the mask blow out. Unless the mask has that, then it's not protecting you from any virus, in a sense, because you need a vacuum seal to protect yourself 100%. Why do people think the CDC is so good at what they do? They have literal vacuum sealed rooms that air cannot escape. Any air that goes into that room is pumped into that room via the building and them. Um, the CDC is a building of just, it's a center of disease control. It's literally that. It's, 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 a, it's a building with all of our world's known viruses, diseases, um, just everything that we know about as far as that goes, all in one area. So we have some of the most deadly viruses there that's known to man, and that's unknown to man that hasn't been seen yet. And the reasoning why they don't get out is because of the type of rooms that they have them stored in which are sealed rooms vacuum sealed rooms meaning that nothing goes in that they don't want and nothing comes out that they don't want 
and it's all controlled by vacuum seals. So I don't understand how all of a sudden when one of those viruses that get controlled by a vacuum sealed room that that's the only way you can get out is if that seal is broken that all of a sudden these magical masks that we just decided to wear are going to protect us from that when there are nothing but gaps on the sides where our cheeks are there are nothing but gaps underneath where our, where our chin is and there's nothing but a gap for the virus to get in where our nose is where the um where the mask sits over it we do not have a vacuum seal on our face therefore we will catch the virus if we are in the area now this is my my personal thought of it my personal thought of it is a lot of us had this already and it's not a very big deal and uh people who don't have weakened immune systems naturally who usually get the flu virus or other types of viruses that they fight off end up fine and then the people other people who get the flu virus who usually end up having to go to the hospital because they get so deathly sick end up dying well duh that should kind of tell you because these people have a weaker immune system on average. These people would have been susceptible to pretty much anything. Any disease, any virus, they would have been susceptible to it. Just as long as they were around it. They would have caught that instead of COVID. It just would have been whatever virus they were around first. And it just so happened that this time it was, it was COVID. Um, I really don't think COVID's as serious as it is. I mean, when you got hospitals being told we're going to give you grant money, $13,000 every time you have a death, do you really, are you really surprised that all these numbers are, are COVID deaths? The, one of the funny things is, is there was an article out. Ever since COVID-19, heart attack, uh, car accidents, uh, overdoses, all these things, right, um, dropped. Because it all turned to COVID deaths. Because everyone that died got labeled as covid there could be 100,000 people who died this year. They all get labeled as COVID, right? So now heart disease goes down, car accident deaths go down, overdoses go down, alcohol deaths go down, drug overdose deaths. Go, everything goes down. Everything. Because everything's labeled as a COVID death. Now fast forward in a few years when they review these numbers and they do the autopsies, that 100,000 quote-unquote people that died from COVID is going to turn to about 50 it's going to be about 50 people who died. We're going to look back on this in a few years um, and really realize how blown out of proportion this was, how ridiculous this was, how we handled it was poor. I mean, we have, um, was it Alora? Is it Mayor Alora or whatever in Providence telling other people to shame and they should make fun of other people? Or was that Gina? It was one of those fucking idiots. Either way. I mean, you could argue that I'm the idiot for not knowing exactly which one said it, but I'm not the one who said it. At the end of the day, they're telling people, oh, if you see somebody without a mask, you should talk shit to them. You should uh, shame them. Like, I dare any male to say something to me under the age of 50. I pray to God you have the balls to open your fucking mouth to me. Because unless you have your son with you, I'm going to whoop that ass, and I'm going to whoop your son's ass. And I'll tell you right now, if you're a woman talking shit to me and your husband's with you, I'm going to beat the shit out of your husband. And I'm going to fucking laugh as I'm doing it. So just keep your mouth shut. Don't say things to random people you don't know. You don't know what someone's going through. You don't know the type of attitude they have. You don't know the mind state that they're in. You don't know, for all you know, that their grandmother, their, their dad, something, their girlfriend just cheated on them, their, someone just died, their dog just got hit by a car, and then... You know, they're finally calming down. They go to the store and some fucking idiot wants to say something to them about not wearing a mask. How about this? If you're out and you're wearing a mask and you're looking around and you're worried that other people don't have a mask on for your own sake, 
maybe you shouldn't fucking be outside. Maybe you should be inside because you may be susceptible to this. People like myself are not susceptible to this. I am not worried about going outside. I'm not worried about catching it at all in any way of the word. I keep very good care of myself. Um, I, I'm, my, I'm positive my immune system is extremely strong. Uh, I get sick maybe once every three years. I haven't been to the hospital in God knows how long. Like, I'm good. I know that. Um, but it's, it's just crazy how, how, you, how you people will freak out on strangers that you don't know. And then if that stranger retaliates against you, all of a sudden that stranger's psychotic when really you just uh, opened up a door to somebody that you don't know and invited a guest into your house to accept the craziness that he's about to throw to you. Because chances are, if you didn't open your mouth to that guy, who was just standing behind you in line with no mask on. He was just going to stand in line behind you with no mask on, pay for his shit, and leave. But instead, you want to be a cocksucker and say something. And then get surprised when that kid gets all up in your ass and ends up fucking you up. Like I said, if you feel the need to say something to somebody about not wearing a mask, it probably says that you don't feel safe being outside in this and if you don't feel safe being outside in this you shouldn't put yourself outside in this notice how i i'm i'm going up in tone on the you's and yours because it's you and only your decision alone to do these things nobody's making any one of you people go outside if you need something this there's like these apps called doordash they'll go to the stores and pick it up for you um you know you have grandkids if you're old have your fucking grandkids go to the store for you you have other people in your family. If you're old and you're really that concerned, but then you're also going to go run your mouth, like, understand that I'm not going to do anything to an old person. Young enough person, I'm definitely going to say something to. Old person, nothing. Not gonna, I'm just going to accept it. I'm like, okay, yep, okay, yep. But if I see that he has a, a nephew in his car that's my age, I'm going to rip that kid out the car and fuck that dude up. Plain and simple. But I just, I can't believe how ridiculous this shit is. Like, really. It's really, really, really ridiculous. Now, I've gotten fights with family members about not wearing masks. And then and then everyone's argument, too, to me is, uh, well, what if your family member dies? And wouldn't you feel like shit? That's such a cop-out fucking response to say to somebody. Like, that's such an easy response to try to win an argument that it actually makes you small-minded. Why don't you come up with some other fucking way to ask me about it? Because obviously I care about my family and obviously I don't want to get my family sick. But at the same time, if they get sick, they get sick. That's life. I mean, what the fuck do you want me to do about it? I'm not going to feel guilty, that's for sure. Because I, I, I just don't feel guilty about things like that. I mean, what the fuck? I can't believe that. That's the only comeback that you people have. It's, what if you get your family sick? No shit! I'm going to feel bad. You gods? Like, come on. Who wouldn't feel bad if they got their grandmother sick or their brother or their nephew? Like, obviously. But at the same time, uh, part of building an immune system is running into diseases, is running into viruses, and it's, and it's forming these antibodies to fight off these viruses and diseases that enter our bodies. So, in a, in a way, I'm kind of helping my niece and nephew if I'm sick and they catch some of the symptoms from me and they develop the antibodies to fight it off because that just makes them stronger for it as they get older. I mean, if none of us are ever exposed to anything, then we're never going to have the antibodies in our body to fight off the virus or the disease or whatever it is that's invading our body that we need the antibodies for to fight. I mean, you're going to tell me that I'm a piece of shit because I don't want to wear a mask, but realistically, when you go get this um, the shot for the virus, they're going to put a live virus in you of the disease. 
So you're literally going to self-inject yourself with the live virus. Granted, it's supposed to be small enough just so that you build the antibodies towards it. But look at some of the studies and some of the things that happen with people who take these, um, these shots, these vaccines. A lot of people end up with problems. Um, a lot of people end up, I think there's like three out of ten people that actually end up getting what the shot is fighting off. So you'll end up getting COVID. You'll probably end up having to be hospitalized. And that will be a whole fun fun experience for you, I'm sure. But again, like, look up vaccines. Look up some of the things that they do to people. I haven't had a vaccine. I'm not an anti-vaxxer, but I haven't had a vaccine in, um, I don't know, since I was 12. I, I don't get nothing. I really don't get anything. So maybe my immune system is really strong, like I said earlier, and it just it, I have the antibodies in my body for a lot of the flu. A lot of the uh, types of flus that go around because there are many types of flus. Um, so, like, I guess vaccines, like when we, like for instance, when they do a vaccine shot for the flu, they they say there's 45 different strands of the flu. They go, they look um, at the at the data that they have, and they say, well, with the data that's given to us, it's more likely that this strand of the flu virus is going to come out this year. So when they go to give the vaccines, they give you that uh, that vaccine for that strand of the flu virus. But a different strand could be around, and that's why you still end up getting the flu. Um, so the vaccine does act good because, like I said, it gives you that those antibodies. They also inject you with the live virus, though. So that can be tricky because what if you have a bad reaction? You wouldn't have had that reaction if you hadn't got the vaccine because you wouldn't have had it directly injected into you. You possibly would have been able to fight it off differently because I'm pretty sure it's um, your antibodies act differently um, compared to an injection and then compared to breathing something in and kind of taking its time to go through the body and discover that it has an issue. I feel like when it's injected, it's probably like an immediate uh, rush to your yeah, antibodies probably immediately rush to the thing and try to try to beat it, I'd imagine, in some way or another, whatever it does. I shouldn't even speculate on that because I don't know. But I think um, I think once this vaccine comes out, I think a lot more people are going to get the COVID virus. I think a lot more people are going to die. Um, I don't think that we need a vaccine for this. I think that this is going to be the new flu. This is going to be a new seasonal virus. We have studies that, we have multiple studies now that show that it dies in 80 degree weather. You have other studies that say it doesn't survive underneath 27 degrees of cold. So what that tells me alone is it either survives and it can't survive in heat and it can't survive in a lot of cold, but it can survive in the middle. Tells me it's going to be a seasonal virus because it's not always 80 degrees. It's usually in the summer, 90 or higher. And in the winter, it's usually about 10 degrees or lower. So if it really dies in 27 degrees or lower, it's not going to come around in the winter anymore. It's going to come around in the warmer months, the fall. And then if it dies in heat, it's not going to come around in the summer. It's only going to come around in the winter. It's going to be a seasonal thing that we have to keep going through. We're not through this yet, guys. It's going to take five or more years. It takes 18 months alone to develop a fully working um, vaccine. And that's not accounting if what we're, if we're, what we're trying to uh, vaccinate doesn't mutate and change its own chemical structure against whatever it is that we're doing to combat it right now. So let's keep in mind there's going to be a lot of things going on uh, forward going to change going forward i'm thinking that one of the things we're going to see is people are going to wear masks all the time when they're sick now i don't think we're going to see that go away i think in the future like next year next few months even once they announce that this is done 
I think when people are sick, we're going to see people wear masks. Um, I mean, they should have been doing that anyway, especially if you're sick out in public. You should always wear a mask just to you know, help other people out. It shouldn't have taken a pandemic for us to think like that. Um, but it's going to take a couple more bad pandemics for us to change our thought process. So we're going to see. We're going to hold off. Uh, let's see what happens um, in the next coming months. Uh, I don't think that anything good's gonna happen. I think the sh I think what they're doing with this uh, quote unquote shutdown, I think that they're reopening everything so that they can get a mass uh, increase in COVID cases, and then they're gonna shut the whole state down again. And I think that's what we're gonna be looking at for the next few months. So we'll see. Um, but I gotta sign off. Kind of gotta get my morning started. Been laying in bed since about three o'clock in the morning. Been up all night. Fell asleep at 7, worked all day yesterday, was exhausted. Ah, oh, man, it was just a good day, though. Spread um, 11 yards of mulch in, um, in James. No, not Jamestown. It was close, though. It was at, where is it? Saunderstown. Um, actually, on my way to Jamestown, so it was like the exit before. Gorgeous. Anyone that saw my story would have seen the view I was working from today. It was gorgeous. But, um, you know, uh, you guys feel free to give me a listen, uh, a share. Drop a like um, and a comment. Oh, give me a like and drop a comment. <laughs> Let me know what you want to hear about, guys. Um, I'm not, I, don't, I, don't, I don't feel like I'm running out of things to talk about, but, I mean, I want to talk about things that you guys want to hear, not just things that I want to speak about. So give me a hand with that. Let me know what you want to hear next, and um, we'll work on that. And, again, the Alien Podcast is coming shortly. Maybe we'll bang that out today with Joey. So let's welcome back Joey Billington a little later today, and uh, we'll get a second podcast out today. Um, and I look forward to hearing everyone's reviews. I've heard a few people's reviews, and I truly appreciate you guys and girls. Um, the, to the few of you that have reached out to me, thank you so much. It means the world to me to um, open up my messenger and just get like the love I've gotten from random people that I've never even met. And guys, uh, guys and girls who are doing that for me right now, don't hesitate to tell me what you find uh, wrong with the show because that's the only way I can get better. And if anything, I want to make it better for people like you who are listening to me and who are reaching out. Um, and, you know, obviously I want to make it better for people who aren't doing that, but I especially want to make sure that people who are doing that get taken care of first because to me, that's, that's big. That's really big to support me and it means a lot to me. Um, it really, truly does, and there's nothing, there's no words I could say that really express how much it means to me. But just know I really appreciate you guys, and if anything with this podcast ever blew up, I have a tremendous memory, and I will remember the first three people, which I do remember, that reached out to me, and I will take care of you guys for that. Um, so much love to you three, and uh, I hope you three especially enjoy this podcast. And um, I'm going to sign off. This is Derek the Douche. This is episode 11, Pandemic. Should have been, uh, should have did that right. I can't believe I did episode 12. I feel like a dumb dumb. <laughs> but, alright guys, I'm signing off. Until next time, this is Derek the Douche. <laughs>